you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. Episode 92. Episode 92, baby, yeah. And I'm excited that we actually remembered to do this today. Yep, uh, we know we almost forgot, but then we didn't, so we didn't forget, I guess. I reminded you. <laughs> it's like having the devil on your shoulder. Well, sometimes, you know, you you start some other project or you start going down some other road of something you're going to do for the day because since I can't keep track of the days, I got to Life is so weird. I just get up and start doing stuff and, and, you know, the schedule of, oh, it's Monday, we should do a podcast kind of thing just falls out the window. Right. We should know it's Monday because we do a long run, like we've said so many times, mm-hmm. on Monday. But once the long run is over, it's like you forget again what day you're you're in, where it's just this day. It's this day. This day. And then tomorrow's <laughs> another day. And then yesterday was a day. Well, <laughs> it's just so crazy. Th- this, this comes up with the thing that we were talking about earlier, how, you know, the phone number, <laughs> you used to call the phone number to check the time. It would give you the date and the time. People don't even understand. Well, that we, we almost yeah. need that now. I know. I need someone to remind me to like what of what day it is. And you know, my phone kind of does it. If I look at it, it tells me what day it is and what time it is. But I need to hear a voice. I know. I and then, know. And then the voice should tell me what else to do for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the time, the old time and temperature number here in the Fort Worth area. You can actually have it remind you to wash your hands or something like that. It's right. weird. I'm like, what kind of weird? This is like some sort of other surreal kind of existence right now. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. I hate getting in the car at this point and hearing the radio commercials. I don't know about you. Yeah, they're all COVID-related. It's weird. This is our new normal. I'm like, no, stop saying that. Well, it's one of those dystopian realities where everywhere you go, there's, you know, people reminding you, you know, socially distant, wash your hands, wear a mask, don't shoot people. (laughs) I know, even driving down the freeway, we have one of those digital signs that says social distance on the road and off the road. Like, I'm just supposed to now only stay six feet away from the the other car? I don't know. Is this new? Yeah, so I need to speed up because they're like 100 yards in front of me. You know, we were driving down the road the other day and we saw one of those digital signs and it said, driving is like a box of chocolates. And um, <laughs> I wanted to know where they were going, but we passed a sign, so I never got the payoff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know why it's like a box of chocolates. Why? I don't if know. If you know, let us know. <laughs> so, and that's all we have to say today. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> No, not really. We have plenty to talk about. We, we do have plenty to talk about. I always think we have nothing to talk about. And oh, then we no. start talking. We live lives. I ran today. And we did run today. So we can talk about running today. How was it compared to last week? Well, last week was total garbage. <laughs> like, last week was trash. It was a hot pile of stinking cow manure. 
Does that sum it <laughs> I, up? <laughs> I agree. I totally agree with my run last week. That's what it was. So for me last week, my run on Monday was coming at a time when I was already like, you know, when you get up to do something and you immediately like wake up and think, I dread that. <laughs> I'm too tired to make this happen. I'm so angry that I have to do this. And nobody, no one was making me do it. I was making me do it. That's the way all workouts work for me. I'm making me do it. No one's standing over me. Mm-hmm. So instead of realizing that my body was already pretty beat, my legs were already so sore. And I went ahead and made that the longest run I've done so far this year. <laughs> yeah. So that was smart. You showed them. I did. I showed, I showed you showed legs. Whoever that was. And it totally trashed me for the whole week. Like the rest of my week was a hot pile of stinking cow manure as far as my workouts. Well, now now everybody has been through this. And what we're going to talk about is this is an indicator of what? That you need to dial it in and maybe take some rest time. Yeah, so this is something that we talk about often and and don't do as much as we talk about. Apparently, we don't talk to me about (laughs) it often enough. Well, you know, uh, uh, planning a rest week. When I talk to young guys about planning programs, programs are usually 8 to 12 weeks when you have a a specific goal in mind. But somewhere around week 4, 5, 6 in there, there has to be a a rest slash deload week. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about is what those weeks look like, uh, when you should add them in, and you know what is the mindset you should use going into that. Yeah. So last week, you know, did the six mile run. And then that afternoon, just couldn't even muster the, the, like the mental strength or the physical strength to do an afternoon workout. And the rest of the week kind of followed suit. It was just everything was an absolute chore. And so my sleep, oh my gosh, after that Monday, Monday run, my sleep fell like down to the pits of hell. I don't know if I'm using enough descriptive language <laughs> today of how bad that it was, but there was one night, and I don't remember if it was Monday night or Tuesday night, but I, I looked at the clock, the watch or whatever, my phone, probably even shouldn't be in my room by my head, but it was there. And it was almost four o'clock in the morning and I was still awake. I was literally almost in tears because I couldn't fall asleep, but I was really tired. And that's a big indicator that something's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Something that's your, is really wrong. That's your body talking to you. And, and if you don't plan a rest week, eventually your body is going to plan one for you. Uh-huh. And, and this is what happens is you, you get into overtraining. And when you start overtraining, your body is not, uh, not repairing well. So, and that's going to show up in your sleep. Your sleep is, is going to be erratic because your body is just, it, it needs to repair so bad, but you need to give it the daytime rest so it can get the complete nighttime rest. I know. So, so being overtired and not being able to rest, which is weird, is one of those indicators of you might need a rest week. Well, because as you all know, I love to talk about the cortisol thing. So... You know, when you're not repairing, you're doing a lot of damage through workouts, which is, you know, usually, typically, it's a good amount of inflammation or damage that you're doing to muscles, and then you need that repair time. But when you're doing it to a point where you really, your body needs to take that break, your cortisol level just keeps going up and up and up, and then when it should go down at night, it goes up, and then you even get an epinephrine or adrenaline release at night. And then you have that wired but tired, can't go to sleep. You lay there, you're frustrated. If you are 
um, in that same camp, you can say amen right now <laughs> because I know a lot of ladies reach out to me and if I post something about this, they totally identify and it's usually sad to say it's once we hit 40 and over, this becomes a problem for like my age group that wants to work out intensely, but we also are in quarantine right now and we kind of have like nothing else to do really. And so we're not taking rest weeks or breaks, but my situation was I haven't had a rest week since January. And when I looked back and realized that I was like, oh yeah, I see the problem here. Right, and this is hard for most people because you know if you if you train right now and you're and you're used to training a lot um, and you have some free time, you kind of just train a little too much sometimes. And I, and I do the same thing. I, I looked at my you know my journal and last week's uh, for me we I the week was kind of a deload week. That's just naturally how it went because my body was tired. So just like last Monday, we ran in the morning and it felt horrible, and then I was tired in the afternoon. So just like you, I didn't work out. I was like, well, I'm tired, so I shouldn't be working out. Uh, one of the things we don't do is we don't we don't take pre-workouts because that's yeah. one of the things that they can really ramp up. Because if I was a pre-workouter, I could be like, oh, I'm tired. I'll just I'll just take a lot of pre-workout and go crush some weights. Now, the other indicator your body's going to give to you that you need a rest week is going to be an injury. Yeah. So th- that's where you, you start to get in danger of injuring yourself when you're working out, when your body really wants to be resting. It will manufacture some type of nagging injury. And I, and I see this a lot. Uh, in young athletes where they never rest and they have some nagging injury they're trying to continuously push through and it just gets worse. Well, for me last week, it was really kind of like a lower back strain and it just kept like, it, it always felt uncomfortable all week long. So I would say, yeah, that's probably something that happens. I know for you, you typically don't have too much trouble with the nighttime sleep but you were getting really tired in the afternoon. I was getting tired in the afternoon, and then I wasn't sleeping well because my lower legs were bothering me. Like they, I could feel them a little bit throbbing in at night. Yeah. And so that, to me, was another indicator of I needed to also rest. Yeah. So So what 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 I kind of did is after Monday, uh, Tuesday was a pretty much of a, a rest day. And then normal Wednesday, I went and did intervals with guys at the track, which it's kind of hard to rein myself in when everybody's around and we're running. But the next two days, uh, reined it in, didn't do anything on Thursday. And then Friday, where usually is a pretty solid sprint workout, we skipped the sprints and just did some normal kind of lifting the weight, stretching, flexibility, mobility, and then just entirely took Saturday and Sunday off because by that point, I knew that my body needed it. Oh, my watch is making Ooh, noise. Yeah. Fox News is telling us things. Oh, good for them. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, yeah, so I, taking Saturday and Sunday off was something that I knew I needed to do, but it was still really hard to do it because it was so beautiful outside. Mm-hmm. That makes it even harder because we work out outside, but you can still get out there and do a lot of walking. Walking is so walking is no impact on. I mean, it's only going to help you to get out in nature and walk. Even when I have a crappy night of sleep, I still try to get out and take a walk. But you know, those intense workouts, man, I had to just completely cut all of that off for Saturday and Sunday. And what was crazy was how good I slept. Like taking the time off and and dialing it back, my body really got into some deep sleep especially on 
Saturday night and Sunday night because I didn't wake up until Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. I mean, and I went to bed. Well, we went to bed like at 10. <laughs> yeah, so it, wasn't it was not late. We don't stay up late. And the same thing last night. I was probably asleep by 10, 15 or so. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get up this morning until 7, 6.30 maybe. I woke up. Yeah. So sometimes I'd stretch a little bit before I get out of bed. So, yeah. But yeah, it's a good solid night of sleep. Good yep. eight hours, eight and a half hours. And, and that's, again, that's indicator. You're listening to your body. Your body's like, oh, great. I needed that. Now I really got some restorative rest and you're going to feel better. And and kind of the same thing happened to me. Saturday and Sunday night's rest was really well. And I felt it this morning on the, the six mile run. I just felt, you know, I almost went further than what I had planned, which, again, rein yourself in. Don't do that. Try to stick to what you at least had planned. And it felt great. Yeah, this morning for me, I just like I just decided I wanted to make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't push because I didn't want to... I, I guess last week had me kind of on that edge of like, oh, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I don't want to have that kind of week again. I still got in five miles, but I did it in a way where it was enjoyable. It wasn't stressed. If I ran a little bit and got kind of tired, I just let myself walk. It was no big deal. I still got in the miles. I still got in the nature and the sunshine and all the good stuff. So, you know, I came back and I felt good. So I went ahead and did my squats that I needed to do for the day that were on the agenda. And I got my front and back squats done. All fasted on, well, if you want to call it fasted, it's on a fat coffee, which I call fasted. I don't know what you guys call it, but... Yeah, it's it's still in a semi-fasted state. Yeah. Now, now one of the things that the the question's going to come up is, when do you plan a rest week and how does that rest week look? Right. So, uh, you know, again, when you you get to look at your program, if you have certain goals, like you have a race planned or you've got an event planned or... Um, you know, you've got something going on that you're trying to go for, then then you're going to put that rest week somewhere kind of in there in the middle. And again, this it's different for everybody. If you're just a an everyday athlete, like we always talk about, we don't have an event planned. Right. There, there's nothing that I'm specifically training for. Then you just kind of throw it in. Every about four to five weeks, you want to throw in a a recovery week. That's where I went wrong. I thought it was every four to five months. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, again, your body's <laughs> going to give you a rest week at some point, and that's what usually happens. So, but if you plan it and you put it in there every four to five weeks, and then you can actually plan a solid recovery week, uh, then you can, you know, plan all your activities just like you would plan a normal week. Uh, they're just going to be different. So they're just going to be, you know, focused on flexibility and mobility, maybe some, you know, just regular breathing exercises, uh, yoga, long walks, and you you still get all that stuff in. So uh, when we say rest week, it's not like you know, you're just laying in bed and not doing anything. <laughs> That's an, over, an over-exaggeration. Right. And a, and a rest week for a top-level athlete is also going to look different. So they're not going to really just stop all activity and only do range of motion flexibility. They're just kind of going to kind of do a deload week. Right. And that's going to look different for each person. Now, if you're somebody who just started working out, do you need to do this? Yes. Because if you just started working out, you're going to, you know, do some regular workouts. You're going to find that your body, as it adapts, you still need to take this time off. Mm -hmm. And whether you look at it like how you you even break up your week is going to be different for each person according to what your goals are. Some people work out six days a week and only take one day off. 
Some people work out five days a week and they split the rest days between like a Thursday and a Sunday. And then some people work out five days and take Saturday, Sunday off or whatever days work for you. So whether you take them back to back or split or just one, um, that's going to be different for each person and figuring out how your body likes to rest. Like this week for me, I needed two days in a row to really catch up Mm -hmm. and it might not be that way every week or every, you know, or for several weeks in a row, but I, you know, starting to learn those signs of when your body needs a break. And I've seen a lot of people who, it's funny because you're home and so you have all this extra time. So a lot of people that maybe didn't work out as much are working out even more because they have the time at home, right? which is going to mean it's really important to take one of these uh, sort of what you call tapering or deload or, you know, recovery weeks. It's going to become super important, especially because if you don't do that, you start limiting your advancement or your gains, so to speak. Yeah, you're going to plateau. Your progress, yeah. So a lot of people that talk to me and and they say, I'm in a plateau. And, you know, I just can't get past whatever. The first question I always have for them is, when was your last rest week? And almost 100% of the time, it's, what's a rest week? Or, right. you know, what are you talking about? And they don't plan rest accordingly. So, again, they're not recovering properly. They're not They're not going to get the gains that they could potentially get because they're not taking the time to recover. And, again, rest weeks are going to look different for everybody. Some people, it's really just a deload week. And a deload week would be look like, you know, if you're doing a, a 12- or 8-week program, uh, around week 4 or 5, you're just going to kind of like, you're not going to push yourself that week. You're going to go back maybe one or two weeks to the activity level or mileage level that you had during that week. And you're just going to, you're just going to kind of go through that same, you know, earlier week, nice and easy. And then the week after you're going to, you're going to start the progression again. So you're going to give your, give your body that, that time where you're not periodizing, you're not trying to get progression. You're just on a certain level. So not pushing. And then after that week, depending on how you feel, you go back into your, your progression. Right. And I think that, you know, if you're a weightlifter, it could be something as simple as, you know, normally you're doing your heavy weights or whatever. And then for a week, you either drop the weight and increase the reps and just like make it light and easy. Or you even switch it out. And instead of doing a lot of barbell work, what I did last week was I did a lot of single sided work, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the the unilateral work. Yep. Um, So a lot of like, Single leg Romanian uh, deadlifts, a lot of single side presses, using a dumbbell, I mean a kettlebell instead of a barbell, just little things like that that are gentler on your body, more gentle on your body and lighter weight that can stimulate some muscle and um, blood flow, but not be taxing to your central nervous system. Right. And so that, that brings us to the point is what do you plan for your rest week? And again, like Melody said earlier, it depends on who you are and what your goals are, but you can still program things like skill work. Yeah. Like something that's not where you're not putting out a whole lot of effort, but you're kind of like maybe practicing a little bit of skill. Like, you know, if you wanted to walk on your hands, just for example, you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to put in a whole lot of work just kind of like popping up on your hands and getting some balance and popping up on your hands and getting some balance. That's just a fun thing that like kids do. Right. So you can still do that as part of your your rest week. You're just working on a skill, which is something you would do in your regular program if that was your goal. But now you're just kind of having fun with it. 
Yeah. And the reason why all of this, like we said, is so important because one of the things that can get kind of caught up in the works here is, is, is that, um, number one, your, your whole like circadian rhythm can be thrown off by not resting appropriately. But also when that happens, if you have a weight loss goal, your weight loss can be stalled yes. during this time because you're in a stressed state constantly. And it's really important to, to you know, take care of that so your body can do the repair and because it prioritizes. It does. And that's something that we can talk about now is what you did last week. And it's so counterintuitive to how people look at weight loss. Yeah, it is. You know, and you guys, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we have done high fat, higher protein, lower fat with high protein. We've done it all. I've <laughs> added some carbs here and there. So we, you know, we're constantly experimenting. And we said this a couple of weeks ago. Why did we forget the basics? Why did we do that? How did that happen? Can well, you explain that, please? I, well, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're just, you know, you're, you're, you do plateau. We all do. And you're trying to make gains and you hear what other people are doing or trying and if they've had success, you think, well, maybe I should try that. And I think for me, that's the path I, I had gotten down doing a little higher protein rather than higher fat, thinking that, well, maybe that'll help me with, um, you know, trimming out or leaning out and making some muscular gains. And as we talked about just a couple episodes ago, that didn't work out for me. So naturally going back to higher fat, my energy levels came up. So when my energy levels came up, my activity increased with, with less pain and, and better results. So that's something you tried yeah. last week. So last week, I just, you know, shut everything else out. Um, and I just started adding, well, I added a lot of coconut oil to my coffee. So uh, haters who I don't really care. <laughs> um, a lot of people will say, oh, you shouldn't drink your calories. But I thought you've got to add in the, if you're trying to add in a lot of fat, sometimes coffee is a great vehicle to do that. It's a fat carrier and for me. And then with my food, like my steak, we had smaller steaks and I just doubled the butter. So I added, I ended up, you'll hear a lot of people talk about when you're doing a keto diet or even a carnivore diet about the ratio and what does that mean? That means like there's the people who say, well, you have to be on a one-to-one -one ratio. What is that? That's one gram of protein for every one gram of fat. And then some people will say, no, you need to be on a two-to-one ratio, and that's two grams of fat for every one gram of protein. And then still there are the people who say exactly opposite. You need two grams of protein for every one gram of fat. Yeah. So, so how do you know who you are? Yeah. So you can see the confusion and where it lies. And maybe you lie somewhere in between all of that. Well, I've been working, you know, in, and tried different variations of this. And I just went back to the, I'm hitting more of the one and a half to two grams of fat for every one gram of protein. And ironically, Combined with the rest and then the addition of fat, which seems crazy, I lost almost three pounds this week. What? What? So again, <laughs> it's counterintuitive. And that's something that we have talked about before is oftentimes when we go on vacation. Yeah. When we go on vacation, we're, we're pretty much on vacation, which means we're not, we're not prioritizing workouts. We take workout clothes that never get used. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we always do. We take our workout clothes and go, we might want to work out, and then we never get them out. Now, we do We do tend to walk more or a lot when we're on vacation, so that is one contributor. But, you know, we don't push ourselves. Uh, we, we, we don't 
we're not so strict on the diet. Not that we go crazy and and, and eat all the junk. We still we don't still uh, still don't anything really processed. We stay at a real yeah. Food. We do we do we don't go crazy. But it, it's funny. Almost every time we'll go away for a week or two and come back, we're lighter. Right, and I think that's a, a multifaceted reason for that because a you're less stressed. B, you're you're resting. Mm-hmm. You're probably just resting a lot better. I know there have been times we've gone out of town. I've had trouble sleeping, but that's usually just like the first night. After that, you kind of get in a rhythm and you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I guess the last time we had a really good long rest was when we went to Germany, and that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. I know we spent two weeks of not working out really, and we just walked everywhere, mm-hmm. and we didn't gain. We actually lost, yeah. and and you know I fluctuate that ten pounds all the time. I know a lot of ladies do, and I guess guys do too, but. No, I weigh like the same all the time. It's so no, weird. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that kind of brings the, well, another point up is mindset. Like, you know, if you get the right mindset about, about rest weeks or, or deload weeks, then uh, then they're, if they're in your program and they're there, then it's not really a lost week. Because that's the way a lot of times why people won't take it, especially guys. They're like, well, I need to make gains, so I don't want to lose all that time because I'm going to lose all those gains. When really it's not true. If your mindset is, I need to incorporate a rest week so I can make further gains the week after, then it becomes a normal part of your program and then there's no problem with it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that's uh, that's something that women, I don't know if women struggle with it like I do, but I struggle with a rest week. I struggle with taking time off because I I feel the same as what you just described. Like, I don't want to miss out on that time. But you end up missing out on that time in a worse way because then you had that really terrible night of sleep or two and your body just forces you into it and you don't want to get to that stage. You want to catch it before you're there. And that becomes like getting really in tune with your body or like you said, programming it in so that you know it's coming so that you're mentally prepared. And I kind of liken that to the same thing we talk about with people with a cheat meal who are new to, um, you know, keto or carnivore, and maybe you know you have an event you're going to, so you plan it that that's going to be an off-plan meal mm-hmm. so that it becomes part of the plan, you know? Mm. And it changes your mentality and, and your mental outlook towards that event, that food, that meal, that it was part of your plan so it doesn't leave you disgusted with yourself that you went off plan. Right. And that's why is, people program cheat meals. Right. Because if, if the cheat meal is part of your plan, then it's really not cheating. It's you're doing something you already said you're going to do. Right. Opposed to showing up at an event and falling off the wagon completely with a bottle of wine and a piece of cheesecake. You know, <laughs> that's completely different. I didn't plan yeah. that. I just got drunk and <laughs> ate the wrong food. So... <laughs> So that's different. That sounds like a quarantine problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, going it's, it's just if you have it as a plan and the, your mindset is correct, then it's okay. And and again, mindset is different for everybody. You know, if you're again, if you're a, a CrossFit athlete that that has an event coming up, you're different from the person that's just trying to move every day and stay in really good shape. Right. And like we said, even the novice person is still going to benefit from these rest times. Because your body is still, you know, it's acclimating to activity. So you still have to give it time to repair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's worth it. It's hard to do for some of us. 
um, and I'm talking to myself. I'm, this is really an episode where we're preaching to Melody. So because, I, like I said, I, I thought it was four or five months for every rest week. Well, and, and you know, when I, when I look at it and I talk about this and I look back at the training I went through for the military and the initial course, the indoctrination course was, was eight weeks long. Uh, it was really hard. It had about a 90% washout rate. And I look at my performance going through those those weeks, and week five was my worst week. And and that was, that was the five-mile run. We started at three and go up to, to six. But that was the five-mile run, and I failed it pretty miserably. Like that week, I just – and I didn't understand it as a, as a 20-year-old kid. I didn't understand why I just, just couldn't keep getting faster. Right. And that week five was, was super difficult for me. I failed the run. Uh, I didn't do well some – in some other events. And I, and I thought at that point in my head, I thought I'm never going to make it because you have to have continued progression. But week six, uh, bounced back and everything, you know, kind of, kind of came back to normal. I didn't, didn't kill it, but I, I passed. So, but I had that one week where my physical ability just dipped. Yeah. It just, it just took a, uh, you know, it tanked and, but I came back and that's just a great example. I can look back and look at my 20 year old self and see where, at that week five, I really ran out of gas. Yeah, and that's like, I mean, maybe five weeks, maybe seven weeks. I don't know. I have to look back and see where I start running out of gas, but I need to figure that out so I can plan my weeks. And that becomes, you know, that that just becomes part of how you operate in your workouts. And and mostly, you, you know, our I think our crowd is mostly the over 40 crowd. The awesome people. The awesomest people. And... And then, like we said, this becomes so important to prevent injury. It does, and and it's something that's really hard to stand, hard to understand for the you know the twenty thirty year old people. And I get it because I never took rest weeks. My 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 in my life, I want yeah. to say that in my life, I was always pushing uh, because I was always thinking I could make some type of progression in my workouts. And and looking back, I can I could probably go back and pick out the injuries. Yeah. That they were there. I had back problems. I had definitely had knee problems. I hurt my ankles multiple times. Uh, I had a shoulder issue. I mean, there's so many injuries that I had that I look back and go, oh man, that's just overuse. Right. I just did not take rest weeks and did not recover properly. That's the only reason I got hurt. So the moral of all of these stories (laughs) (laughs) is that we all need a little bit of rest every now and again. So if you work out Um, this absolutely pertains to you. If you don't work out and you start to work out, make sure you keep this in mind. And as far as like the diet stuff that we we talked about today, that's something that you definitely have to work with for yourself to find out which, which way your body responds the most. And no one can tell you that. Like, that's why it's so hard when people put together these programs and then they have like groups and it's like, They found what worked for them, and then they try to put it off on everybody else like it's going to work for everybody else. Exactly what it is. And sometimes it does at first, but not, you know, not always. That's why you'll have success stories and then people who are like, this didn't work for me at all. And, you know, that's why I don't really do too many group programs. But, you know, there is... There is a place to start. And I would say if you're starting or if you don't know, start with the Mm one-to-one. And then... Do it for a few weeks, see what happens. Then increase the fat. I would increase the fat before I would increase the protein for most people. Um, just because I think 
that the energy can get really sucked out of you if you eat too much lean protein and not enough fat. You're going to feel tired. Yeah, and if you have joint issues, they're going to show up. Yeah, and I think at our age, I think the higher fat is helpful for obviously you need to get adequate protein and adequate protein is going to be based on your body size. Um, But once you get that adequate protein, adding the fat above that um, at that one and a half to two grams of, you know, per protein gram, uh, you might find that you do lose weight faster. It's so counterintuitive. Now I'm not putting that off on you guys because it's working for me. But it is something that we started with when we started keto. I look back at how much fat I was putting on everything I ate, and it was a ton of fat. And it worked so good. And then I somehow got away from it. it you know? And that's why we always say it's a journey. There's, there's different roads that you're going to go down that might not work, and you're going to have to come back to the road you were on and then continue on that journey. And that's... The, greatest, the best example I can give, honestly. Yeah, and that's just our experience. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that work with people with higher protein ratio and really work with the fats, a lever kind of thing, and you need to do less fat if you have fat. But that's not always the case. So don't get sucked into one thing or the other just because the whole sheep herd is going one way. Right. Make sure you find out what works for you. And if you need help with that, we're always here. We are taking clients right now. I do have some availability if if you're looking for that kind of help. So you can go on our website and you can schedule a 15-minute free complimentary consultation just to find out how we can work together And, you know, we can see if we can help you with that, with workouts, with meal plans, or with helping you find that ratio for yourself. And then also, one of the big things is that when you start eating some of these higher fat, you know, meal plans, you have some digestive issues if you're new to it. So we work through that and help you with that, help you kind of navigate that that whole um, higher fat diet in a safe way. So... You know, we are available for that. Yeah, there's a lot of tips and tricks that go along with, you know, changing your diet and what you're going to see or not see. And it's just something that we've dealt a lot with, so we're really happy to help. Yes, and um, Steve will program your rest week because I typically forget them. (laughs) Um, So we do that. Um, We do have that service available. And, um, oh, let's, let's talk about your crazy class ring that we talked about last week because we still don't have it. No, we still don't have it. It's it's uh, it's. I've sent the the stuff out, and the uh, Martha's gonna gonna send it back to me as soon as she gets the prepaid package uh, that I sent out, which is great of her. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's still coming. We haven't got it. We yet. haven't got. It. We, so we don't know if it's. If you listened last week, we don't know if it's the old one or the newer one. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see which ring it actually is. The first one that was stolen or the second one that was stolen. So, yeah. So knows? we'll let you know if you're interested at all about it. It's a saga. You know, <laughs> it is a saga. It's a total saga we're dragging out on this thing. Yeah. It's like a total movie, <laughs> you know. We're planning a movie about it. It's the, not quite Lord of the Rings. It's the Quest of the Class Ring. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> quest of the Class Ring. So we'll see which one it is. It'll yep. be interesting. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up and the train just uh, kind of brings it all to a point doesn't it it does it's the keto train yep so as the train goes by i hope you guys are having a great week i hope everything's going well we appreciate you tuning in and listening go out there eat fat train horn and prosper 
Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.